This is the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 253. Mr. Triggered himself is joining us, Ian. Is this our action night? That opening sounded action. Yes, it is I, Ian. Pepsi Triggered. Ah. <laughs> Mad Cat is with no, us. Seriously, the way you said it. This. The way you said it, I was like announcing an action-packed film or something. That's right. <coughs> All right. And, and now we have the Mad Cat. Ah, uh, it is I. Where's Bigram? <laughs> Very good. And now, weighing in at 250 grams. That's not true. He must weigh more than that. The dumbass himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, regarding what my milkshake has brought to the yard, <laughs> I am very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my milkshakes are disappointing too. <laughs> oh, man. How is everybody doing this fine, fine pandemic week? Doing all right. Uh, the weather's good. You have to... Spending morning at the okay. hospital. Wait, wait. Let's talk about the weather. What do you mean the weather's good? <laughs> tell me tell me about your weather. Being overcast, but uh, just, you know, like uh, the right amount of warm that you're out there. And, it's, you know, walking out is kind of nice. Not too hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too cold. Just uh, Well, Brian, uh, remember, they're up there in the wastelands of Canada where it's like always just a... Uh, yep. You know. Yep. I, I mean, yes. I mean, like, it's just certain places. Uh, I mean, like, uh, a little bit north I go up, I have to go in my igloo, but <laughs> that's how it is around here. When I woke up this morning, it was 83 degrees, 105 with the heat index. At some point, it was like 97 degrees with the heat index of like 112. You know, you're outside, and when you come inside, you know, it, you know, it feels real nice and cool at 80 degrees. It's just hot down here and, and, and humid and awful. See, um, I'd like to point out that the numbers you're quoting there are nonsense to me and Mad Cat. Oh, right, because <laughs> I didn't put them in Celsius. I put them in a, in a, in a more accurate format, and uh, you don't understand it. Yeah, well, <laughs> up there in Canada, oh, oh. it's like, you know, <laughs> like 40. <laughs> once it's about 40 to 50 degrees, they're like, huh, it's getting a bit warm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that, okay, so, so you gave your temperatures in Celsius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said it was how, what what temperature in Celsius? Um, when I, well, when I was out uh, just earlier, it was uh, twenty five degrees out there. Mm, twenty five. So uh, twenty five and overcast, fair, fairly warm. Anybody right. want to Google what that is in Fahrenheit? I'm trying right now. I'm I'm, I'm going to put this into real numbers for us. I would actually estimate around seventy, seventy five. I was thinking uh, more in the fifty range, twenty five. Seventy-seven. You're right. You're 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 better at this than I am. That's seventy-seven degrees. That's that was your high today. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure it was my high. That was uh, that was what it was uh, when I checked uh, the temperature before I left the building. Mm. We're at sixty-one up here. Sixty-one, huh? Mm-hmm. So so ninety-one to go the other way here. Let's see. Let's now. I need to do <clears throat> down to Celsius is sixteen. Yeah. See. Now I need to do Fahrenheit. See, now I got to do it the other way. See, in this site, it doesn't. It, it, Fahrenheit is sixty-one. Celsius is sixteen. It's very nice. If you, yeah, if you want I'm a really general, I, I've got a general way to think about uh, Celsius. Uh, uh, just generally, uh, how, how to think about uh, what the temperature is. It's uh, uh, not exact, but um, uh, basically, you go by the tens. Uh, below zero is, of course, freezing. Uh, zero to ten, uh, you consider cold. Okay. Uh, ten to twenty uh, would be cool. Uh, twenty to thirty would be warm, and above thirty is hot. Okay. How does forty-four Celsius sound to you? 
Uh, that that sounds uh, pretty damn hot. Yeah, that's 112 degrees Fahrenheit. That's that's how what it was here today with the with the heat index. Okay, so I think 95 was the was the high, which is 35 Celsius. So and that's then without you the had heat precipitation index. Precipitation in it is uh, not precipitation, but uh, humidity. Humidity as well. Well, that's what that's where you, that's what the, that's where the heat index is, right? So that's where I get to the 112, 113. I mean, we had that. So, I mean, there's a heat advisory saying, you know, stay inside <laughs> where it's air conditioning. Yeah, we had that last week. And, and when you had that, what was your high that you were concerned about? What was your, when the heat index is telling you to stay inside, what is it up there? <clears throat> uh, um, yeah, usually, usually somewhere around 30, right? Yeah, at least 30. Okay. So, so 86 degrees. <laughs> that, that's, that's like the low here. <laughs> hey, our spring season is 10 above. Or like two. Oh, I, I take that back. The low temperature tonight, we, we're, oh, it's going to get cold. 79. <clears throat> so that's, so now I got to figure that out in Celsius. So our, our low tonight is 26 degrees Celsius. Purr. And by the way, uh, to our listeners who are eager to hear us do small talk about our weather. <laughs> it's just, it is, I know, I know. It's just, it's just, it's amazing, you know, the, the difference between you when you go further north. Like, we're so abused by the weather down here that, that 80 is cool, right? Mm-hmm. We're abused by our weather so badly that, you know, that, you know, it's like I keep the house at 80 degrees and, 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 and. 86 is where you guys have a have a, are are concerned about heat. That's where you're. That, that's where you have a, a heat warning, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's just it's, it's incredible. You you people adjust. You adjust to these temperatures. <clears throat> to, you know. I mean, you have to. True. True. I mean, us up in Canada, we're like you know geckos, and you guys way down there are like anacondas. You know, it, it also depends on, uh, everybody says it depends on the humidity, but also like how overcast it is, how, how many clouds, whether the sun's beating down on you. I mean, whether like, you got um, the 30 wind or, or 86 uh, yeah. is, can feel a lot different depending on those factors. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm trying to work in the garage because I've got a piece that I'm doing for a friend. I'm building a tabletop. And, you know, it's it, it, it's 115 degrees with the heat index. And then, you know, I've got the garage open at least. But, you know, I'm in a shelter. But it's just, it's insane. It's just so hot. All right. Let's, Ian, let, let's help Ian hawk his shit. What are we hawking well, today? This, are we this hawk- time around, I'm not necessarily hawking because I, <laughs> I will get the exact same amount of money no matter how many people go and read my story there. But um, the website, Another Realm, did pick up my story, Derelict. And it will be the featured story for the, um, September 2020. Now, even if it's no longer September 2020, my story will still be available to read on their site. But uh-huh. uh, every month they have a featured story that they put up, and then it'll stay for several years, actually, it looks like. Okay. But um, I am the featured story for t- September 2020, which is really cool because it means I'm not self-publishing this time. It's been a while since I've had something I didn't self-publish. And so someone liked what I sent them and said, hey, we will actually give you money if you'll let us publish it for you. It's like, cool. Wow. So so somebody so, paid you to put up your stuff. You didn't yep. have to pay them. Right. Well, I, self-publishing, I don't p- pay, but no mm-hmm. one's saying, hey, here's some money and we'll do it for you. This time someone <laughs> said, hey, here's some money and we'll put it up for you. Cool. Sure. All right. Very good. So, so check right. it out. I said, it, it's, a, it, it, it's the September featured story, but it will be up um, long after that. All right, Mad Cat. What time is what it? What time is it? 
It is now time for Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass the Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. No. Uh, for that one, for that one, your voice, you, you kind of sounded like um, those old, um, uh, I've seen like the recording, not recordings, but like uh, imitations of what Edgar Casey's trances sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so now we're, we're talking about, we're talking about Nudes, prudes and hedonism. prudes and swingers. That's right. The preacher from the east meets the thunder from down under. No. No. No? Mm, damn. Okay, well. The thunder from down under, isn't that a fart? <laughs> I thought that was Australia. <laughs> so, well, I, I think it's supposed to reference oh, the wait. devil, but you know. That was wrong. <laughs> I like a fart. I, I like a fart. All right. Nudists, prudists, right, so and swingers. That's in some of the article. Um, this writer, Terry Ward, I guess, lived in Jamaica. And um, she lived near a famous resort that was um, called Hedonism 2, which was known for uh, as a swingers resort. And she ha- she moved away um, apparently back in 2016. But she was curious to see how things had affected the resort since um, the COVID um, fund started up. And so she actually contacted the owners and was talking to them because, you know, what was... I think in the articles he claims he never really was into any of that stuff, so he, knew, he got to know the owners really well. But it, it was an interesting article to read because it talked about the resort starting back up, but the changes that had to be made, including stuff like these big sex parties that they're not having anymore. And the, the big room in the middle of it all that had transparent walls and all this stuff so you could go in there, take showers, and have sex and have people watch. That's all closed. Oh, so you can't so, watch people having sex anymore? You know, it, 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 is kind of, it is kind of fun for me to think about uh, a nudist resort, whether they do sex parties there or not, that uh, the, is, the one piece of uh, mandatory clothing is a mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But, you know, so this was an established, well-known swingers resort. So the idea of the sex parties was a regular thing. But they're saying most sex now is just people's with their own partners. You know, they're still coming in. They're still doing um, it to some degree of sitting around, being naked, hanging out. But... The overlap of the stuff, no, the, the hooking up's not what it used to be. Um, you're not necessarily going there to meet new people. You're going there with people you already know. You know, it, it, it's a, it, it has affected the lifestyle, which makes sense. But so interesting to, you know, really hear about it from a direct source that's saying, yeah, this is what the changes we've had to make. So, I mean, the, when I, I, I was looking at the, the webpage, and the, the resort is beautiful. I mean, uh, the pictures, anyway, that, that, that they're showing are beautiful. All the different pools and stuff. And it says that there is a that they have a that they have a nudist side and a prudist side. So so if you if you're wearing clothes, you you know you're on one side. If you're not wearing clothes, you're on the other. Right. Um, yeah, they do weddings and honeymoons, guest passes. I mean, yeah, there's it, it looks pretty. You know, like a pretty good site. Or you yeah. know, it looks you know, yeah. It looks like it'd be a fun place to visit, no matter which way you swing. <laughs> or don't swing. I mean, the, 
do you have to be a swinger <laughs> to go to this place? I mean, it's an all-inclusive resort. I mean, it's Brian, if you swing into not swinging, that's the way you swing. Oh. Or if it's double slung. Well. But even there, within the um, swinger side, you don't have to hook up. You can just go and just be naked all the time and watch people hooking up. Well, that's, that's what, that, that is one thing mentioned. That's what I was getting is, at. You know, all the various levels that um, when they were at their height, even, they still had. No matter what level you feel comfortable with, you know. Yeah. So right. if, if you just want to walk around naked and hopefully watch other people getting it on, go for it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a great place for voyeurism. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not pure voyeurism. They know you're standing there watching them. Uh, does voyeurism have to be... Is it is it voyeurism include the idea that they don't know they're being watched or you, or they don't? I don't I mean, think so. I don't include knowing. I think, yeah, I suppose it could still be voyeuristic <clears throat> if they know you're there. Yeah, it's still voyeuristic. Yeah, but no. So it it was just interesting. You know, this is you know you you think it'd be affected, but actually hear about it, saying yeah, well we still have people coming in just with the six foot rule, the mask, and a few other things. People also don't wouldn't feel as much like going after a stranger. Because, okay, we don't, you know, there's, there's more of the worrying about catching stuff. So, so the, the swinging resorts are open. It's just, it's not anything near as crazy as they used to be. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's, I mean, it, it looks like a beautiful, beautiful resort. Um, it, yeah. Even if you're not, I mean, um, and in here, I've never well, been you to know, a swingers resort, but I have been to a nudist resort before. So I'm, I'm imagining, you know, most of the time, you know, I, I mean, the pictures are all these are, you know, these beautiful women and stuff like that. And I'm imagining that, you know, that that's not the reality of most nudist places, right? It's, you know, it's just average people, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, of course, there, there are attractive people as well. Well, I, I guess my point is, is that not, you know, everybody knew there's a model. Yeah. Well, yeah, Brian, you never went to Montchalat. Montchalat? So that's how I wake up. When you lived out here, did you? No. What is that? It's um, <coughs> clothing optional um, hotel. And ma- basically, you can rent a room and try and have parties, or you can just um, go in. Okay, so the one of the reasons a lot of guys went in the room is you can't go in as just a single guy unless you're renting a room. Okay. It, um, you But the swimming pool is the main place where people go you go and um go to the swimming pool and basically most of the people are running around naked they have screens um on the place showing um point movies going and stuff and basically um anything goes there so and yes um the majority of the people that do not have the model bodies as one would expect yeah as you would expect right i mean it's just i don't know it's just the advertising you know for these kinds of things is yeah if if they just showed normal the people, same mix as you would see at a local swimming pool, right? Exactly, right. Just with no suits. I mean, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on to shooting yourself in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this a one, I think, the second at the, uh, yeah. uh, at the uh, it is it is isn't it? Wonderful right. day in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm calling this segment. I think we saw this coming. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was about a month or two ago that we talked about the you know Trump supporters we're going to own the libs by taking loaded handguns and pointing them at our junk. I don't get that. I don't understand how that's how I'm supposed to get triggered about that. Yeah, I mean that's just some idiot, some I, some guy being an an idiot. Yeah. And not at all surprising, some idiot shot himself in his junk. Well, he had, at some point, some some idiot is going to do that. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised we've only heard the one so far. I, I wonder if some people have hidden it and tried to pretend otherwise. Why? Why the uh, fuck was his finger on the trigger in the first when, place? Uh, when people on this side uh, talk, uh, they're big on the idea that oh, uh, we need responsible gun owners. This is uh, not responsible to, gun owners. Have guns and be able to use them responsibly, and then they come out with this. Yeah. This, this is. I mean, I, I, and I remember you know this this you know this mega hat. I don't understand how how I'm supposed to be triggered by this. No, I, I just I don't. I mean, it, the people that are if, claiming if, other that the libs are getting triggered are are the triggered ones. Yeah. yeah, if anything, the people doing this, it's like, well, I personally would love to see laws say, and if you're dumb enough to do that, you shouldn't have a gun. But I'm not worried about gun safety. I know gun safety. I understand gun safety. And gun safety says you don't point a loaded gun at anything you don't want to shoot. So if you point a loaded gun at your balls, you must. Be dumb enough to want to blow them off. You know, it is very a very small section of even liberals that want all guns to be gone. It's yeah. very small. Well, you know, you can't help pointing your gun at something. So what that uh, rule should kind of be is uh, only point your gun at uh, uh, an area to the right of you that you might not care about going through. Well, I mean, we we have seen there. I mean, there are quite a few accidents that have happened with um, police training. Right, where, yeah. because they are they are using having I mean they have their loaded weapons and you know and they're in a class and there's somebody in front of them and people have gotten shot. So oh, that's the thing. No matter how safe that. you think guns are, anyone that actually knows the truth about guns knows it can go off. Accidents happen. Okay, but this guy had his finger on the trigger, right? I yes. mean he I mean Which you is- you look at that, his finger is on the trigger. This is this is one of the first things you learn in gun safety is don't put your fucking finger on the trigger. You ne- you don't put yeah. your finger there until you're actually ready to fire. Oh no, this is like you said. This is not owning the liberals. We look at it and say, okay, if anything, you're proving our points by being extremely stupid they and are... saying we need better gun control and better gun control laws, and that a, a person okay. as dumb as you should be required to go through training on how to properly handle a firearm. Right, but there, there is no gun control law. That would have prevented this accident. That's true, right? That, That's true. Th- I mean, th- this is not one of those times where we where we talk about that we can talk about gun safety. We can talk about we we learn in gun safety, but this guy. Oh, you know, prob- making sure they have training to know that what they're doing is stupid is probably a good idea. Well, exactly, yeah. and that's fine. We can we can have that discussion. But here's the thing: is this guy probably had that training, right? He's probably but heard that one already, and he did this anyway because he thought that he was making a broader point. Are we sure he's had that training? Because uh... I don't know. I don't know. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, I, I guess. But he, you know, he he still made an ass of himself anyway. I know he got his rocks off, but you know, yeah. So this ass hat actually shot himself in the nuts with a 45 caliber. I mean, that's a that's. I mean, that 45 that's caliber 45 shot himself. Up. Hey, one for the uh, taking him out of the gym pool. Well, and it, so here's the thing. I I don't know where it actually hit. I don't know that if it actually hit a testicle or not. It looks like it just went through the sack, and and probably in it. it yeah, we don't know. No, I think it says he's not. Uh, I think it says that it went through his scrotum. Oh, so it went through his penis. So he actually, so she actually shot his penis. No, the scrotum is the ball sack. Oh, the ball sack. That's what I said. Yeah, the sack. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it actually hit his testicles. But definitely went through the sack itself. Okay. Which, yeah. I, I mean, it's close you know, there, enough. Not I, much room not to hit a yeah. testicle if it goes through your sack. Well, I mean, he, so, but here's the thing: all those details are irrelevant. This guy used the gun unsafely 
and shot himself. Yeah. This is the problem. The, the, I mean, that he really, his, his ability to have a gun should be revoked at this yeah, point, right? I thought that was only, one of the that if you do something stupid like that, it's revoked. Well, it's I guess not it, owning any of us at all. None I, of us are saying like, yeah, you proved your point of how gun save what? No, maybe what? Yeah, I don't think that we have any sort of law like that in the U.S. And, of course, those laws vary from state to state. Right, that there's no overarching federal law that would say if you shoot yourself in the foot, you have to, you know, give up your guns. I don't think we have a law like that. No, mm. no, it's only if you shoot someone else, right? I mean, it should be a, a demerit. I don't know, system, right? If if you shoot somebody At else, least. does that mean you can't own a gun anymore? I'm not. I'm not positive that that's that's the case. That's not what happened with George Zimmerman. Well, George Zimmerman, he he, for all intents and purposes. He shot somebody legitimately, right? We we can argue the details, but it went through right. the courts, right? Yeah. And, and and whether we like the decision or not, he has the right to own a gun because he wasn't he wasn't sentenced for a crime, and so if you're sentenced for a crime, then that that's different. But once again, you know, from state to state, that can vary depending on the crime and some stuff like that. Right. So what I don't like about this article is that I'm quite sure that he learned his lesson without the entire world calling him an idiot. Oh, no, I have, to go back, I have to go back even further than that. See, the admin for the loaded gun pointed at the... Why did, why did they write it like this? With the B for Blemus, for the pointing a gun at the penis, said this man is doing 100% okay. You know, uh, I, I've kind of, uh, it would be kind of interesting if he doesn't uh, learn his lesson. It does and, it again. Uh, yeah. he, he, he comes back. And he like does the the same shot of him pointing a gun at his penis, just in uh, and then hey, I survived it, and I'm yeah. uh, gonna do this again to trigger you, liberal. So he no, says, I okay. I think the penis thing is censorship. It's kind of a weird one, not be able to say penis, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he he uh, now that he has already returned to work, now he's already returned to work, adding that he doesn't think that he needs to be chastised for shooting his own balls. In the name of Trump. Wait a and, minute. Who needs to chastise him? He everybody needs to chastise yeah. this man. This man That's should be chastised, chastised repeatedly for doing something so stupid. But yet the admin for the site is saying, hey, just let it alone. He learned his lesson. No, actually, I, it doesn't matter if he learned his lesson. That, he shouldn't have done it in the first place. <laughs> actually, if you look at it, that's more. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. But the, the, the administrator of the. Yeah. Of the, of the site. site. Of the yeah. site. I, I, if, you, if you do something stupid yeah. like this, you deserve to be made fun of. Well, that's what it says. But so you, it can't, says. you can't whine but about it. Yeah. So the, the, the guy that's encouraging everyone to point loaded guns at their penises is saying, oh, no, you shouldn't go after anyone and call right. them idiots if they shoot themselves when they do what I'm suggesting right. they do. But, but, the, but what the person writing this says, he says after, after the guy says, I'm quite sure that he learned his lesson without the entire world calling him an idiot, the admin said. We're not doing this to, to teach him a lesson. Right. And this says, has he, <laughs> has he really? <laughs> has he really? <laughs> Who cares if he's learned his lesson? Well, I mean, Hamulka has been teased until the day's end, <clears throat> and this guy gets off with the with shooting himself in balls, and you say he no more bugging him because he's oh, been bugged for a week. Yeah, obviously yeah. we're gonna let this go at some point. At some point, it's gonna become an old joke to anybody uh, bringing up him shooting himself in the balls. But uh, it, it just happened. You can't whine that people are gonna make fun of you for this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. At some point, the joke will get old, yes. 
But it's not yet. But as you know, here at the Amateur Skeptics, even once a joke is old and run into the ground, we will still use it. That's just who we are. <laughs> That's our MO. <laughs> it sure is. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All your base star belong to us, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So I put this in uh, WTF. Um, I did not realize that Carl Jung was was actually a, a very much a supporter of uh, astrology. And Which so, is interesting because he had his, his own theories about uh, how the human mind worked and what formed personality. Yeah, so it says, um, and, and he, had, he, he had a different idea of how astrology worked at that time, where, um, and, and, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to read a couple of these quotes. I was, I was hoping Matt could be here to save me. Um, let's see, we are born given, uh, we are born at a given moment in a given place, and like vintage years of wine, we have a quality of the year of the of the season in which we are born. Astrology does not lay claim to anything more. Wow! <laughs> so th- this idea that that so that, it's just about the season. Well, it's 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 about the I don't know what what it's about the season we are born. about well about about where well, everything... I, guess, I guess like season metaphorically as yeah after astrological science as season. Yeah, it's the yeah. He's using see, you know, the season. I mean, you know, if they're if you're reading a chart and somebody has a certain sun sign, right? They they ascribe certain things to them, and I guess the idea would be that 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 is just the the flavor of of the of the uh, of the universe when you were born, and that imprints on you. Is what I think I was. What I think he's getting at. Does that make more sense? In a sense. Yeah. There, there's some things about how he thought astrology worked in these quotes that's a little different. So basically, he didn't, you know, he he acknowledged that because Leo isn't where it was when they first put the sun in Leo, let's say, everything is shifted. All the all the stars and everything have shifted, and so none of those things apply anymore. But yet, what what he what he said was basically that 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 didn't matter. That you could, that it still worked because it, because of this way that it just imprinted on you, right? And and so and and so we you know we use these these structures, I guess. It, it's it's a little weird. But the imprint doesn't change as time goes on. Well, it does because because you have different charts depending you know, because as things move through as, as as things move through your chart, that's why you have a Saturn return because every twenty eight years Saturn returns to the same place it was twenty years ago, and at that point. I thought- the, took in, the ball and ran. Well, what's that? I said I thought that Saturn always just took the ball and ran. <laughs> so when you when you have a Saturn return, that's the transit chart conjuncting your natal chart, right? So the transit chart is different every day, but when you're born, that's your natal chart. So you can take the two charts and, and overlay them and look for look for what's happening in the heavens now and how that would affect your chart your chart currently. Ah. Right. See, so, so it's like a, a learning a little bit each day. Well, the the where things are makes a difference, and the, so Mercury is communications, and when and when people are are unable to communicate well, we might say, oh well, maybe Mercury is retrograde, right? That Mercury looks like it's going backwards, and and that affects communication, and if and if Mercury is in Capricorn in retrograde, we might say that you know it, that 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 person's just saying mean things at the moment and we don't understand you know what he's getting at maybe they're wishy-washy 
No, not sadder. No, 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 no. Not a Sag. Sag. That 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 that's a fire sign. That, that you know they they have a, a motive. Not a, that that's not a, that's not an earth or it's not a water sign or an air sign. It still moves. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I I thought this was interesting. So, but you know, as I was going through this and reading some of these articles about Carl Jung and astrology, one of the things is that that they made it um, in this uh, so. In this next article, and the, and the quotes are interesting because it kind of does give you a flavor about how he how he felt about astrology, and it didn't really seem to change throughout his career. He he really very much um what you know was into astrology, and and he really felt like um, astrology was a science, and and that they should be you know basically um, using it as such. And and I got that quote. I got that impression from one of these quotes. I, I dare find. say that we shall one day discover in astrology a good deal of knowledge that has been intuitively projected into the heavens. For instance, it appears that the signs of the zodiac are character pictures, in other words, libido symbols which depict the typical qualities of the libido at a given moment. Um, here, here, this is an interesting one. In astrology, <laughs> in, in astrology, we have other uh considerations a bit uncanny and therefore particularly hated by scientists so carl jung didn't maybe didn't see himself as doing a science perhaps did he not see psychology as a science you remember my telling you that the birthday birth date of importance of important men tends to accumulate around the three points of aerial tra- tragon trigon Ugh. Um, if we were to confirm, we have we have to go and make statistics um, statistics about successes, literacy. I guess what he's getting at is you know that they hit them. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> the way he talks, where, where, I can't read these. Where where was I? But his bottom line is, I have suggested to astrologers that we should have more scientific statements. So. He's suggesting that they use more more scientific statements. So, success of lunacy. Um, so, yeah. So, even though I can't read it, what he's getting at is that he. I think he he felt that astrology was a science and that they should be you know speaking more scientifically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I had I had no idea. Um, you know, we, and and since we bash Freud for his stupid beliefs all the time, I think that we should you know Carl Jung should 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 be just as blasted. Um, but I mean, these, these were pioneers, so uh, sure. Uh, yeah, like uh, they're just fumbling around uh, back then, like uh, all pioneer <laughs> pioneers pretty much are. Yeah, I, I, w- I would tend to agree with that. I mean, they're the epilogue. Um, That's the start, right? What's that? <laughs> Never mind. I was looking. I'm looking for a, a, another um, where he, another quote. Another not another quote, but in the article about um, uh, Carl Carl Jung explains. Um, Let's see. Carl Jung explains astrology, and one of the things that he, he says in here, um, and trying to you know that basically that you know I, he doesn't say skeptics necessarily, but but you know people uh, who who don't believe say that you know that this idea that you know the moon's energy can affect you. He says that's not what astrology is, which I which is interesting, be, and um, because uh, this article says that no astrologer thinks that, and I was very much told by by many astrologers when I worked at the psychic line that that's how it worked, that it was, that it was the energy of the moon affecting the person. And so I think that they, um, that, that they moved to a Carl Jung explanation of this, 
to get to get away from that, uh, which which I think is is the is kind of an evolution of astrology. But I I need to verify where I originally heard that, and I'm sure that I have read that written uh, read that in you know some astrology books and stuff that I have that that it was the energy of the planets, you know that that affected you at birth. Um, I, I'm sure that I had saw that, but I guess it's just the imprinting of where they of where the celestial you know stuff is that that makes that imprint, which is you know. Um, it's not more palatable, but it, it, but it, and it doesn't make it any better, but it does make it so that, you know, if, if, you know, if we're making, if we're talking about astrology and we're saying something that they're not saying about how it works, that we are wrong and that we should avoid doing that. Um, and so I, I went and I looked, um, from another, you know, how astrology works and basically here's, here's what this is. This is how does, how does astrology work? Astrology works. On many different levels, and I'm sorry. You know, anytime I, I catch something with astrology, it is it is my you know, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. It always is on many different levels. I I, I I you know, astrology was one of those things when I was working in the psychic line that I found fascinating. Um, so it at, is what it is. Yep, at its simplest level, it is not unlike a complicated clock that uses the motion of the planets in a similar way to the. Um, to the motion of the hands on a clock face. For example, if someone looks at a clock on the wall and it is 8.45 a.m. on on a Wednesday, they may um, justifiably remark that in all likelihood, there is a lot of traffic now as people are hurrying to work. The clock is not creating the rush hour traffic. It is simply an action as a, re- as a response uh, an indicator of the time, um, and that the in- importance of the interpretation by the person reading the dial of the clock. So yeah, so if it's nine o'clock in the morning during rush hour, you know that there's a lot of people on the road. So, but what they're suggesting is that when you look at the chart, that 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 chart is is more like a clock, and it and it's just a representation of that of that person, right? And it's not, and it isn't the sun itself that cre- that's creating that. But by but by knowing that the sun is in Leo, conjunct the first house, you know, making them a double Scorpio, that that, that somehow infects their personality. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't make it any more plausible. No, that's the whole thing. It's... It, it 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 it's still it's still um, junk science if it was science, right? Because because they because the problem is that two people born at the same time that have the same chart are going to be different people. Because they're going to have different parents, and they're going to, but and 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 and, and they're going to be get raised differently, and, and they're going to have all yeah, these factors that makes different them different. Genetics. Different genetics, right? That and and we and genetics is the key, right? Genetics make the person. Well, genetics uh, not, not exactly make the person. Well, but uh, environment can affect. It's that. part of what forms the per- person, right? So more so than more so than where the moon was when you were born. Right. Sure. Yeah. That, I get. That's what I'm getting at. So anyway, so I don't know. I, it was it was interesting to go through that. I I swear though that the thing that they're complaining about that that you know that skeptics are saying that you know that it's the energy of the planets is what I was told, right? Um, there is information in some of those books that does say that. I, I I believe that too. So, but Carl Jung is not how that was not his interpretation of of astrology, and it seems like they they to, they moved to more how. Jung explains astrology to explain it, and I kind of like the you know the idea of of the clock face. It's okay. I, I get where they're coming from. It still doesn't work, right? 
But okay, so it's not the energy of the planet directly, right? It's just an indicator, you know, that that can tell you what's going on at, at the time. But it, it, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that it makes it better at all. How, how does it work then, right? If it's not the energy from the moon that's affecting your chart at the time of your birth, how does it do it? Yeah, that's the thing. That's still not explaining. That, you know, we understand why there is traffic at 9 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. There's, a, you know, there's an explanation for that. Right, exactly. That's why we know if you look at the clock, it says 9 a.m., okay, rush hour. You know, there's a reason for that. But there's no explanation to say why um, the cosmic forces would be aligned in a certain way, and that will tell them what a person's personality is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make it better. Whether whether it's energy from the planet or not, I I just ha- what's the mechanism, right? So yeah. so you're saying that I'm declaring that the mechanism is that I'm that I'm giving you the wrong mechanism, then why don't you give me the mechanism? Oh no, we're not going to give you a mechanism, right? Okay, so okay, so once again, if you present it without evidence, I can dismiss it without evidence, <laughs> right? So you've taken away the 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 thing that I, that I used to abuse you with and replaced it with nothing. You drain the pool from the water, or the, the, the water from the pool, and so now you, all you have is an empty pool. Well, that hurts more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, belly flop on that, buddy. But now, in Dumbass's chart, I predict that he can tell us this science of the perfect peanut butter and banana sandwich. <laughs> Elvis would be so happy right now that you, that you have come to us with this piece of science. Um, yes, and uh, Elvis, who is uh, for certain still alive and uh, probably listening to us right now. Well, we know he just went uh, home, right? He just went home. Men in Black course, told yes. us, you know, they, 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 they fixed it for us. That, that documentary, Men in Black. Yeah, that documentary, Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this is the story about a... Uh, uh, a man by the name of Ethan Rosenhall, a data scientist, who uh, had some uh, spare time during COVID and uh, decided to uh, uh, make an algorithm uh, that would uh, he could um, uh, you know, take a picture of the banana he was intending to use and uh, the slice of bread. And uh, the purpose of the algorithm was to uh, delineate where to cut the banana uh, and uh, where to put it on the bread for maximum uh, coverage. Okay. So is this an algorithm that we can use at home? Does he, has he given us the there, secret? There, there, is a, there is a link uh, to the algorithm He's on his GitHub page. Uh, uh, it takes a, a bit of computer know-how to install and run it, it says here. So it's not like it doesn't have an installer. It's not an app you can uh, uh, put on your phone like it's from the Google Play Store or whatever. Um, it does require more knowledge mm-hmm. than that, but it is freely available. What? Um, okay. I, I, was, I was looking at the, the uh, example you give here. I, uh, I, I see the, the app is kind of clever, but it, uh, it, it, uh, it leaves uh, a couple of blank spaces that I think, you know, if I, if I was making a, a peanut butter and banana sandwich, I would find a way to fill those in. Yeah, he does have some blank spots there that I don't like. On some of these sandwiches. I guess, I guess yeah. I, I guess it just, uh, it, it probably got uh, some sort of setting that uh, doesn't want to uh, make the, the banana overlap the crust too much. Some of it uh, seems to okay. do so a little bit, but uh, I guess that's why it couldn't find any more pieces uh, 
to place in. But uh, I'll tell you, like if I, if I was making one, I'd like take take one a, a slice and maybe squish it down a little bit to get it to, into that. Place. You can cut the slice in half. I mean, uh, there's no you reason can do that, that too, you yes. can't do that. I mean, listen, you, dumbass, you come across as a wall to wall banana type of guy to me, and I and I think you should have that. <laughs> Don't forget, he's nuts too. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll but yeah, so, uh, as a, my analysis of uh, just what I see here, I think the app is a little flawed, but it's a, a cool exercise in Tetrising uh, a banana. And, and I, uh, pretty clever to uh, uh, set out uh, how it, uh, how to slice it, although I'm not sure how well you could use that uh, as a guide uh, just in real life. But, you know, it, it, I guess it assumes that uh, the banana is uh, as... Um, uh, thick as it is wide, kind of deal. So, um, it uh, calculating the shapes that way, and it seems to be uh, pretty accurate from uh, the outcome. Not too far off. I'm trying to see what he's written this in. Is it written in C plus? Oh, I haven't looked at it. CI workflow plus C plus. Are you giving it a C plus? <laughs> no, no, it's written in C plus. Are you sure? Could be plus plus. Oh. Well. This is the kind of thing I think I would do in Python. <laughs> I don't think I would write this in C. He, how much time did he have on his hand? <sighs> yeah, no, I haven't used uh, C++ in years. <laughs> Apparently he had more than enough time to listen to all the COVID songs and do this. It isn't, it isn't C. It says 2D library installed fork. So the, well, the library is in C, but that doesn't mean it's written in C. I don't know. We'll have to take a look at it. Um, so it'll. Ru- oh, okay. Well, oh no, it's in Python. Uh, I, okay. No, no, no. It's Python because we're using pip to install it. Okay, good. So you can set up your own Python environment and and can configure pip to install this. So in so in so it's a, It looks like it's a, probably a GitHub repository. So okay, this is doable. This this probably isn't too bad. I can install this. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Just a little fun story about uh, something uh, weird a data scientist decided to do to uh, maybe possibly in the future benefit all our lives. So, but yeah, uh, it, it seems like it would be a little, you might as well just do it on your own. This is, this is one of those things of uh, trying to simplify things, but putting a lot of effort into it and uh, probably not uh, do it helping all that much. But it's pretty cool. And he didn't have to shoot his, himself in the nuts to do it. <laughs> Very true. Uh, the one thing I noticed, there was a suggestion here, like he said to his wife, I think, that showed it to his wife, and uh, she asked uh, uh, she asked him why he wouldn't just slice the banana lengthwise to achieve this goal. And, you know, that, that's a fun thing to think about, but I, uh, I think uh, that's the wrong, the wrong approach here, because if you think slice it lengthwise, you don't get the same uniform thickness of the uh, banana slices. No, <clears throat> you don't. Yeah, I, I think that you use the whole banana where you can, and then you start making halves to, you know, to, to, to get those edges. You know, I bet this is a thing that uh, a bunch of people will have, like, some sort of preferred technique that they use. Yeah. You mean in the future? No, I mean now. I, I mean, they, 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 uh, probably anybody who likes uh, peanut butter banana sandwiches has some preferred uh, uh, Tetrising matrix, uh, some, some, some sort of, like, maybe they start on the outside or whatever, or, like, some sort of uh, technique that they use in order to get it just right. I don't know. I usually just put the banana on there. But here's the here's the question: do do you do you fry it or not? Right? I put a, I like mine in the pan. I like it warmed. I like it toasted. You know, so you get it all on there, and then you then you put it in the pan like you do a grilled cheese, right? Toast it up, toast it on both sides. 
It's great. Should try that sometime. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. And I think that a fried banana sandwich, I think that's that's how Elvis, I think that at the diner, isn't it a fried banana sandwich? Yep. Yeah. I'm traditional this that way, you know? All right. In the event that disaster strikes on the moon. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yes. Apollo 11. That's, is that what we're talking uh, about? Hmm? Is, that, is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, it's Apollo 11. And uh, they, uh, Nixon actually had a and an announcement uh, already set up for if anything tragic did happen. Oh, to I the think I've left. heard about this. Is that uh, uh, along with what we were talking about before about deep fakes, right? Yeah. So, did they have a deep fake plan if something happened on the moon? No, actually, uh, they had a um, they had a complete speech. Thank you, Doc. <clears throat> they had a complete speech in which Nixon had um, read. Okay. He hadn't actually read the speech. He was he was supposed to read it in the event that uh, there was a disaster with right. uh, the moon thing, and they had that all prepared, right? Thanks. <laughs> is it? Is that pretty common though? Is I, I, I think that that's just how they do things, right? I mean, uh, when in, right. in no, the, when they're the, doing the, something, the, the big deal about this is they made a deep fake that uh, showed a believable video of President Nixon reading the speech. Oh, I see. Right. And it was so well done that people actually thought it was a historical event with him actually doing that speech for okay, yeah i mean you you could you could see a case where he recorded that speech, you know, like just ahead of time, just in case it were to happen, and be like, uh, hey, if, right. if disaster happens, run this video however, it's not true they did yeah. they created this event on film. And it looks and sounds exactly the way it would have at that point of time, That's if incredible. it had been a true creation, uh, truly done. It was MIT that did it. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know, it sounded like Nixon. Uh, the actions, the uh, the way the flickering of the of the lights and the the flickering right. of the yeah, okay, film and everything. So yeah, stuff like this makes it much more. <clears throat> important for us to tackle information and in such a way that we are skeptical, which is yeah. our name, of course, but we are skeptical mm -hmm. about everything we see because they can fake such things as this. Yeah, we, they can yeah. fake, it can be faked that something is done. And we have talked about that before, that it was getting closer well, they're able to put. I bet I'm imagining. I haven't watched the, the video, yeah. but they're they're able to put enough artifacting in it, right, to, to make it to, so that it looks real. That it looks real, right? It it it's going to be hard to do this in uh, you know in in four in four K, right? Right, and yeah, I mean it's so real. Uh, they even recreated Tarkin in Rogue One. Uh, the guy who played Tarkin is dead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they, were, yeah. they completely completely made another Tarkin. First, they they got the okay from the family that they could do this because, well, the guy's dead. You know, it's kind of not nice playing around with games like that. But they they asked the family and they recreated Tarkin uh, and with visual effects, with what we have now. Well, with what we have in the future, but what we have was able to make Tarkin, uh, the gentleman who who was playing Tarkin, actually looked like 
you know, this was a real thing. Uh, part of it was done like with uh, with the capabilities that they had for the Hobbit and such for Smeagol and then the overlay of the actual person. And you think of it way back uh, with, remember in Jurassic Park when that girl was jumping up into yeah, yeah, that the, famous scene where yeah. they, the, the yeah, first time they imposed a face on right. somebody for they a few seconds. And they, over, they did the face over the, um, the stunt double look down. So they put the girl's face on it. But this is much more aggressive a creation than that. Well, in right. Game of yeah, Thrones, yeah, definitely. It's, it's kind of it's kind of like uh, we're we're getting a video from an alternate universe here. Yeah, <clears throat> in Game of Thrones, yeah. you know when they did the Queen did the Walk of Shame, right? And and she was nude. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the actress. You know, they just put her head on a different on a different actress. Right? And and yeah. and it's pretty good. I mean, it's hard. To, I mean, I the, these things are getting harder and harder to to know what what is real and what isn't. Oh yeah, and, and it's getting a lot easier for people to be able to do it with a lot less than, you know, having one person in a suit and little bubble things and all this other stuff. Well, and you take uh, a, a... We can do that with programs we have, um, but the uh, person's exact resonance, capabilities, walking, actions, and everything, you can build it. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, that goes into... Uh, I, I kind of mentioned this to you guys before, something that... Uh, I've been thinking about wondering if there was a way to work it into the show at some point, maybe uh, another episode. But uh, have you guys seen how uh, sophisticated chatbots have become? Yeah, you were talking about that. I think that we we, we <laughs> talked about. Yeah, we definitely put it in there. Let, let's let's do it. You know, yeah, the problem is that you make a video way. like this and then you publish it on a, on a on a legitimate site like The Onion, and everybody believes it. <laughs> yep, but it's so easy. Th- this leads right into some things that I wanted to talk about with manipulation. Um, mm-hmm. We should just go to my article. Ten uses for uh, ten techniques used by manipulators. It, it could, some of the other ones that I that I have in here are, are a little bit um, more specific, like you know the man, manipulating campaigns. You know, with the presidential elections coming up, so we we know that there's just a lot of manipulation going on in social media and stuff like that. And I have another article in here about specifically about social media, but but really, I mean that they're they're using they're it's the techniques that they're using that, that we need to learn to watch out for mm-hmm. um, and, and watch for the information. Now, the, the person who, um, who this article, they, it come, this article is 10, but it comes from another article of 20 um, by is Shahina Ar- Arbaya. I can't say it. Um, Arabi. Arabi. Yeah. Shahida Arabi. So she, she has written one with, with 20. Right, and it's a little bit longer, but when I, I went through the twenty, and I was like, eh. the, the she gets a little bit more specific. So the the um, she has written a whole bunch of books on um, manipulation and narcissism, and how, and how to get out of a la- relationship with a narcissist. I mean, so so her stuff is very specific. She she's looking at you know I uh, narcissists in relationships, and she's had stuff published on Psychology Today, and you know, and and she's looking at, so she's looking at. Uh, narcissists and psychopaths. Um, and I did this. This one seemed a little bit more general to me um, about about the techniques that they taught um, that they're using. And so, so like gaslighting. So this idea that that when when somebody says you know something that that you'll tell them either that you know that didn't happen, you're crazy, you're imagining things, right? 
you know, so so the the and and this is you see this a lot with the Trump right gaslighting mm-hmm. where he ba- I I never said that. Well, we'll we'll right. get the tape. Uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I you know, and we see that all the time. We saw. It I never most, made fun of that disabled reporter, in it, spite of the photograph with my arms in the exact position. He, well, exactly right. I mean that that's. Mm-hmm. I think that that's gaslighting. Um, yep. And then projection. Okay. We we can go back to um, some articles from earlier about triggering the libs, right? That 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 is clear projection, right? That they're yeah. you know that this idea you know, something that they're getting triggered about, they're projecting that that somebody else is getting triggered about everything. Oh, they're so triggered about guns, so I'm going to point it at my penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the um, generalization, uh, and this one is that this one was a little bit more specific. Um, so. Uh, let's see, it says, you say to a coworker, sometimes failing to consider the long-term ramifications of a certain financial decision. Um, the office psychopath claims that you that you called him uh, a loose cannon. You noted that, the, the, see, the deal could possibly go south if X, Y, or Z um, conditions occurred. The narcissist colleague tells the boss you said that, that it was a disaster. So okay, mm-hmm. so so okay, so yeah, I see what it's getting at. So generalization. So if so, if you point out, listen, if these things happen, this deal is going to go bad, and so so you got to so you got to compute the likelihood of X, Y, and Z happening. But instead, and she says narcissist, it, it, but it doesn't have to be a narcissist. It can just be somebody who misinterprets what you're saying, you know, legitimately, or or um or, or doesn't get it because they don't understand the facts. It goes and says, oh, they, they said it was just a disaster. So well, wait, I didn't say it was a disaster. I said, you know, so it's a miscommunication. It could be, but it also could be a way to to overgeneralize something that somebody else is saying and take the nuance out of something. Because most of these most of these arguments that we're having are nuanced. Even even like you know with gun control, the argument is much more, more nuanced than than and then the Republicans are using it. Um, they're saying, well, libs are saying this. And it's like, they well, take but a that's certain amount right. of the truth. And use it instead of using full right. content. And but to me that that's really um, you know that's what we, uh, what I think of when I think of um, straw manning, right? What she's calling generalization. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. I might, I might be confusing something there. Moving the goalposts. We've all seen this one. You know mm-hmm. where you know constantly saying, "Well, they said this," or you know, it's like, "Well, you know, they well if this happens, well if that happens." You know, they get you know they make you know make it harder and harder to. You know. To pinpoint where it happens or what time it happens. Yeah, a little bit related to the Gish Gallop. That. Yeah, exactly. I, the Gish Gallop. Yeah, that's that's a little bit different in that you're giving so many so, so many so many points all at once that they can't respond to them all, right? And so, yeah. so it's, like, a, yeah. it's, a, it's all a thing about um, uh, just trying to sidetrack from the original <laughs> point that you were trying to discuss. Sure. Well, that, and that's the next one, changing the subject, right? Yep. Where we where you know, you you're talking about one topic and they, they you know they they they'll hijack it and try and move it somewhere else. Um, and we see politicians do this all the time in the way that they answer questions. Right? Oh, yeah. They don't they don't answer the question that that was asked. And you no, they answer a completely different question right. that you never even went near. And what they're suggesting here is that you don't let them get away with it. You continue to ask the same question until you until they actually answer it. Uh, oh. And what we're not, what I'm not going over here is that they they, they give a problem and then they give a, a, a suggested solution on how to deal with it. Um, let's see, name yeah. calling. Okay, so ad hominem, right? Mm-hmm. So and and so, you know, and we see this all the time. You know, where um, 
it seems like the religious right does this with, um, you know, transgender or gays by calling them pedophiles, right? Yeah. It's like, well, that's well, also a specific accusation right there. Well, okay. But is, is, that, is that not trying to, well, I guess it's that's so changing the subject maybe more. Is that that's trying to, you know, take away, you know, this idea that we should allow men and women to marry and conflating it with pedophilia, I guess, is changing the subject or, you know. I, don't I know. mean, uh, but they, they do believe that. Uh, at, uh, they, I, I think they would say that they probably believe that the majority of homosexuals are pedophiles. Yeah, they they do. Yeah, but they find, they find the one word that at that point of time is just the perfect that people are using in order to insult well, someone. Yeah, exactly. Disgusting. Yeah, and those can't be trigger words. You know, the, those things. I mean, you, when we talk about triggering. Yeah, we get upset when people are calling other people names. That is triggering, right? And, yeah, and the, the whole thing about pedophilia has reached for way too much. I, um, yeah. And of course, pedophilia, you know, like raping a child is a horrible thing. Well, but that's pedi- uh, that, that's an I'm actual not, pedophile, right? I'm not sure it's the right? ultimate horrible thing that uh, people make it out to be <laughs> so, like but, horrible, like the most horrible thing you could call somebody. But one is the yeah, act. <laughs> one is the act, and one is the feeling, right? So, isn't a, a Pedophilia is is you know ha, ha, is 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 the feeling. A pedophile is somebody who's actually has actually done the act, right? Right. So right. So one, one we want to parse it out. Yes. Yeah. So one one is an actual problem, and the other is just is not right. I mean, just because somebody has those feelings doesn't mean they have to act on them, right? right? And and, and mean, we can and certainly and a lot of people have rape fantasies or uh, a lot of different things uh, that uh, they may not want to really act out on, right? But. It's a factor of using that specific word, like when they call people stupid or say, oh, well, you are such a weasel. Any type of word. And pedophile is one of the worst things at this point of time that people in our um, age groups and... Oh, yeah. Our, our, Our society is all about think of the children. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's the hit on what is the worst for us now, for people now. Well, and this idea that we're gonna that we that we need to shield our children from everything is 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 kind of a, I mean it ridiculous. Yeah, I mean we 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 all grew up I think with all the fears around stranger danger and everything yeah, that just which, turned out to be a lot of hand wringing. Yeah, exactly. But it's bringing in the fear of what everyone fears the most. Well, because it because they made a lot of money from those programs. Those, those, right. those stranger yeah. danger programs. I mean, it was a money maker. And I mean, I mean spe- speaking of PSAs, uh, uh, as a kid, uh, I was I thought uh, that at some point I was for sure going to be uh, called from some guy in a trench coat close to my school, uh, telling me uh, uh, that the first kid is free. Right. Hey, give it, kiddo. I remember. I remember my parents warning me that I'm not supposed to take um, free stickers from strangers. Right, because they have acid on them. Mm-hmm. The, do you guys know Bob's Burgers? Yeah. So the I've daughter, heard of it, but I haven't seen it. The daughter is running running the hamburger shop one day. For some reason, the adults are gone, and so she puts up her, uh, she puts up a special, and it's the it's the pedophile, and she says it comes with candy. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All the way, it's the way you say it and the way you put the meaning to the word as well. Yeah. That, you can tell it's, well, not always, but 
the way that is referred is like a joke. But if it was said just a slight bit differently, it's it's like when uh, uh, you change music in in a piece of uh, a piece of a movie. Change the dun 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 dun. Yeah, dun, the, dun, yeah, dun, yeah sure. Dun, yeah, yeah. The presentation, yeah. sure. That's the smear campaign type of thing. Yeah. Um, well, except for you know, there's certain words that they know are going to be a trigger, and you also know that dun 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 dun, dun is going to make people think of Jaws. Sure. Uh, let's see what's this next one. Devaluation. Beware devaluation. Devaluation. Beware of colleagues that seem to love you while aggressively <coughs> denigrating the last person who held the position. Uh, mm-hmm. and, she, and she, narcissists are, I, I mean, uh, for everything for her, um, you know, that, that's, that's her focus. So narcissist abusers do this all the time. They devalue their, um, exes to their new partners. Okay. That's an interesting, okay. But I think that this, that this thing be looked at more generally too, right? It doesn't have to be looked at in a relationship, you know, you, you, de- you devalue. And, and once again, Trump, Trump does this all the time to people who, you know, to if they disagree with him, he he completely devalues them, right? And to you know, and, and tries to you know make make them less um, less authoritative than they maybe are. Usually by calling them a silly name. Well, yeah, right. Partially and, that, partially by uh, which is which is so ridiculously schoolboy, right? Well, it is. He is the schoolboy. I mean, the the playground bully, right? I mean, that's yeah, very much so. Then um, the aggressive jokes. Yeah, the aggressive jokes. The problem isn't the sense of humor, is the hidden intention of the cutting joke. Yeah, so basically cutting, you know, to, to um, you know, these can be used to, you know, you, we see this with racist jokes all the time where it's undercutting a, a specific person, right, and in, 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 in trying to sound humorous at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what they, don't let the office abusers gaslight you into thinking that it was innocent fun. Well, and I have, I have, you know, I fight with people that I work with all the time. You know, talking about how, well, you know, people are so sensitive. You you used to be able to call a woman a lesbian or, you know, or, or, or you know, so I, I guess that's not the best example. But, you know, in, in the, how, how in the 1970s, what was appropriate in the office isn't appropriate now because everybody's gotten so sensitive. Yeah, well, it wasn't really no, good then cool. and it hurt a lot of feelings then. It's just now we don't let you get away with it. Right. I mean. Yeah. That's the point: is not being allowed to get away with it. Well, exactly. They can't. They can't get away with that kind of language anymore. Right. Um, let's see. And what's the last one here? The triangulation. Triangulation. They uh, love. As far as I understand it, it's just basically trying to set uh, another per- you against another person <laughs> uh, by bringing them into it. Uh, like, oh, they said this about you or something. I heard you ate your PBB with uh, the banana cut in half instead of cut sideways. What a fucking heathen! I know it's horrid. See, that's that's the influence of that book. You know, tell you how to cut that up. There, it, it is in an office where there's a lot of people. the The way people talk it is changing, right? And in old uh-huh. people, I say old people. I'm not exactly a young man, but these people in their sixties and stuff like that, they <laughs> come from a time. <clears throat> where mm-hmm. they were able to get away with saying some really, really awful shit about people in the office. You know, the way that they and talked it, about women. And it, and that was acceptable. But it shouldn't have been acceptable even then. And yeah. I have to and, and I have to remind them of that. That that that, that wasn't mm-hmm. an okay thing to say at any point 
It's just now right. you're not allowed to get away with it. Well, it's kind of like the whole thing. Well, the Confederate flag um, wasn't racist till recently. It's like, no, actually, it was racist. It just, we as a society, we're not calling it out. Have you read the Cornerstone speech? I mean, that 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 is a perfect one where it's like, it is fucking racist because if when you go read the Cornerstone speech, the you know uh, the the platform that that the Confederate put together, it yeah. said that you know that the the Constitution was wrong, saying all men were equal because black men aren't. That's in the Cornerstone speech. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it, the, the, just because we're finally calling this crap out doesn't mean it wasn't a problem at one time. It just means we're finally <laughs> as a society saying we want to call it out and be aware of it and address it finally. Yeah. But the other thing is, Long too, is now yeah. we can because we're not as afraid of being singly. Right. Right. But the, and when we talk about yeah. being triggered, it's it's these kinds of things that 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 do get people upset. And and and, mm-hmm. the, and, and just because people are upset about, you know, the kinds of things doesn't mean that they're being triggered. You, yeah. You're you are intentionally inciting them to to, you know, to, to you know, to to take this shit on. And it'll be vocal about the fact that you're that you're full of shit. You you have to be. Yeah, I mean, you have to you ha- you have to call this stuff out, and and you have to be able to identify it rationally, right? Because because when people do get you know, um, yeah, it, when when they get you know angry in such a way that they lose their rationality, it does it it really does you know work to the other people's you know advantage. Um, right, because but, you don't look like you even know what you're saying. Right, but these are a lot of the techniques that they're using to incite those feelings in you, right? That they're they're intentionally doing this stuff to, you know, to get you worked up. And it much of the time works because it is manipulation manipulation. Yeah, it is. Um, and uh, and of course, uh, we we as a society don't have enough focus in our schools on teaching uh, critical thinking and logic. Yeah, that that it's a problem. You know, one of the things my, I had a coworker. We were in a meeting, right? And of course, you know, we're all on uh, on you know, uh, and he said, you know, basically we were talking about the COVID deaths. He says, "Well, right now every death is being considered a COVID death. If you get shot, they call it COVID." And I said, "I keep hearing that, but not a single one of those has been justified." Right. I, I just that that's that's how I that's how I rebutted it was just by, by saying that, um, you know, that, that that hasn't once been shown to be true. So show me that it's true. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, the conversation is over there because there isn't evidence of it. And even if they can, they can show an anecdote. But it's like, you know, when you start digging into why that might have happened, it's always going to be much more nuanced than, you know, than they gave it credit for. You know, what amazes me so much is uh, how much uh, people. Uh, claim to know stuff about COVID when they've barely done any looking into it. And like, it's like, this is an important thing. Shouldn't you yeah. lo- look into how it works and what's going on? Well, and why the scientists are saying what they're saying instead of just, you know, yeah, being a science exactly. denier. I mean, obviously, the, you know, the, the guy who said that is very much, you know, it, it doesn't fit, you know, the, 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 the Fox News narrative, right? But that, but I mean, even regular people who are concerned about COVID, I find I, I talk to them, and uh, there, there are like big gaps in their basic understanding of how it works. Well, I think there's big gaps in the understanding of mine too. I mean, I, I've read so much, I mean, there, but there I don't think I understand in the understanding it. Understanding of scientists, but there is stuff that they do know that you know both people should know just from you know reading stuff. Yeah, we know mass work. Right? Well, there's other situations where I think that particular one where a person being shot died of COVID. That one is a little bit aggressively taken 
taken from uh, people who say, or gone further than people who say, oh, well, this person died of a heart attack. That's, he didn't die of COVID. Well, but here's the problem. A, a heart attack, which was a side effect of the COVID, blah, blah, right. blah. Yeah, is that, well, and there's, there's exactly the problem. There's the nuance piece of that. And the other thing is, is that on a death certificate, there doesn't have to just be one um, reason for death, right? If the, I think that there can be multiple multiple reasons for death on a, on a death certificate. I don't think it is just one thing necessarily, yeah, right? And you might, yeah, I guess, you might not be sure of exactly yeah, th- what there can the be person. multiple well, causes. Like, would this person have had a heart attack if they didn't have COVID? <laughs> exactly, and you can. And, and how is the coroner supposed to know that? Now that's different than a gunshot. That's why they're using a gunshot yeah. instead of instead of you know um, a heart attack because a heart attack can say, well, I mean, listen, nobody dies from the flu; they die from complications to the flu. Okay. Right. But it was well, still the flu that that incited those complications, right? Even though, even though they they you know they drowned from mucus in their lungs, right? That well, wasn't same, the flu bug itself. Same thing with AIDS. No one actually dies of AIDS. AIDS just messes up your immune system, so all sorts of other things kill you. Right, exactly. Right. So you die right. from complications of it. And people who I want brain went dead. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I just, I just, I just think it's important that that we think about how we're being manipulated because everybody's being manipulated. We all are, all the time. Um, I and I and I had two books that I wanted to recommend, um, and I've recommended this book ad nauseum. I realize it's called Influence: The Psychology of Persuasion. Great book. This is the foundation that that everybody should read. I also put the book that I'm reading right now. In here, and it's called "Manipulated: The Insi- Inside the Cyber Cyber War to hi- um, Hijack Elections and Distort the Truth." And this book is really interesting. Be- one of the one of the examples is in World War II, the um, to get the U.S. into the um, into the war, how Europe used propaganda, uh, specifically, I guess the English used propaganda to to get information to us before the Germans. To, you know, so that you know to get us to react in, in, in a certain way, and then we and how we use propaganda after we got into the war, you know, to you know, to to manipulate you know the Germans um, as well, and so it's pretty interesting, you know, taking a historical look at manipulation and how we've used it and how other people have used it to manipulate us, and and when we're talking about and of course they're doing a lot about talking about how Russia, you know, is influencing you know um, electoral campaigns and stuff now around the world. But really, the people who 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 used to be the the best at that were the Americans, right? We, we as well, you know, us manipulating other countries to get what we want as well. It's just that the the, the Russians have taken it to a new level, and and now they're kind of the king at it, um, where we used to be, right? They, they um, and so the book is the book is very interesting. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. So there, so two books: Influence and Manipulated. Sounds good. Uh, we'll yeah. be putting uh, links in the show notes. They, uh, yep, but they're there. So I haven't been doing a very good job of getting show notes up, but this time I might because the linking to those books is important. Yeah, and then I, the, I, I when I was looking at the manipulated stuff on manipulation, I did come across an astrology site, and that's what kind of got me. That that's what brought up the Carl Jung stuff. And and my favorite thing on this, is, so it's the secrets of manipulation uh, of the manipulator's handbook, part one. And I I loved this because. Uh, it is from the Astrology Society of Kentucky, and it says, Caution, this article may be may not be appropriate for the immature, for the overly serious, or for certain Scorpios. <laughs> so I, I put it in here just because I love that. 
other than that, it's probably the, the article is mostly trash. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so no, nah, I, I was triggered by it, you know, being a Scorpio and all. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Anything else? Do we want to do one more before? Do you want? Do you have one you want to do? Uh, we could do the thing about uh, sperm that uh, yes. probably won't take too long. Okay. No, let's go ahead. Let's do sperm. Sorry. Oh, I sk- oh, I went from her stuff to the manipulation because it fit in so well. It did. Right. Um. Well. Uh. This is. Oh, this piece has been taken down. <gasps> no. Well. Okay. I. I don't know why, but. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, uh th- what the article was, uh, um, they've, uh, they've managed to using, uh, uh, high-speed, uh, cameras, uh, look at the way, uh, sperm actually swim. We used to think that, uh, they swum like tadpoles, uh, for 350 years. It looks like the, the tail is just moving back and forth really quickly. Uh, I don't have the article, uh, to say exactly how quickly, but it's like, uh, a lot of times uh, per microsecond. So, like, these things are, like, uh, hard to see from the naked eye. Here, I, uh, I, I put up an alternate article. Down and t- and, I think this is the article, but it's just at Yahoo News. I put a link in oh. there for you. All right. There's video uh, showing, like, uh, not, not the actual, a um, computerized animation uh, of what it looks like. Apparently, sperm don't actually swim like tadpoles. Um, they actually uh, can't move uh, their tails fully back and forth as they're swimming. Uh, they can only move them uh, to, to one side. And what they do is they actually spin as they, uh, uh, as they uh, waggle their tail so that they can get the full range of motion uh, from side to side. And there's an, a video that uh, you can look at uh, showing uh, how that works. Hmm. Okay. I see. Yeah. A couple of videos from different angles. These mu- there might be right. deep fakes, though. <laughs> <laughs> my friend says that she got around when she was a baby is just take her head and pull herself over like that yeah that's it. okay so sperm swims differently than than we were told yeah and they are spinning around like a top uh as as they swim so that they can get that <clears> full <throat> motion so the tail can move both uh uh well in all degrees of freedom actually since they're spinning is that more efficient i wonder if that's more efficient actually than than, than going back and forth the, you know, corkscrewing uh, yeah, I think, like I think that. you'd have to, like, uh, do a different modeling exercise yeah. to figure that out. Interesting. But, yeah, I mean, we, we all thought we knew what uh, sperm were doing uh, when we've seen uh, videos in health class or anything. They, they look like they're swimming like tadpoles, but not so much. Uh, huh. It just shows uh, how nature can uh, surprise you, even at things you thought you knew. I bet you they won't update right. that. You know, all those health videos that they have to update now? You just, this is, I mean... Because I'm so sure that they're concerned about getting this piece right. They might not tell you where babies come from, but they want to make sure that you know how sperm swims. <laughs> All right. Yep. Very good. That is <coughs> All right. Anything else? We can end it there. All right. Well, say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Oh, another one in the can because we don't have our canister yep. bag. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music 
at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.